Holy I think the shit. hardest we, chapter. We're, we're back. We are back. I think the hardest chapter ever, um, at least in my experience of One Piece, I wasn't reading in real time. Like, you know, I don't know if fucking like, is Luffy dead when like Crocodile impaled him? I don't know. Maybe that was huge at the time. But the hardest chapter, I think, to avoid spoilers for was Gear 5. Because people were fucking, yeah. that was a race. Like that shit was... Even like the channels who are normally like, nah, we wait for the official Viz release and all this other shit. It was like, no, dog. If you weren't literally getting like the first rough edit of Gear Five when it dropped, like you were getting spoiled because it was. I'll do you. I'll do you one better. Like when we were at when I was at Comic Con this year. Yeah, so in July, I think that was around the time Gear Five happened. Uh, that might be. I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, there were already statues of Gear Five. That's rude. Yeah. I was like, wow, the turnaround on that shit was wild. That's like, I, uh, yeah, maybe, wait, was it? It had to have been Comic-Con. I don't go to other nerdy shit. And that would have been like July, I think. July of of this year. Yeah. This year, yeah. Yeah. Damn. No, it was, that was, that's, I think that was the hardest one to avoid. Like I said, even we were in like the group chat trying to be like, all right, like basically as soon as it was like Tuesday, it was like a race to try to find it. Yeah, dude, it was pretty nuts. So shout out to Gear 5. Shout out to Oda. Yeah. Um. Uh... Shout out to everybody that is listening. We are back. Yes, we've been away for a couple weeks. This is AM Podcast. We have, <clears throat> and I mean this with no racial offense, but it's going to sound funny when I say it. We have our very own Yellow Monkey. Matt is joining us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to look through and I was like, we literally have them for like the cover art now. Yeah. And so I was like, we're missing our blue bird. Jake is not with us today. Uh, he's handling some stuff. Um, but we have our we have our yellow monkey. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I just started Mob Psycho. That is a fun, that's a it's really a parody, fun anime. Right? Mob Psycho is not a parody, to my the same knowledge. Writer is One Punch Man, isn't it? Yeah, One Punch Man's the parody, but Mob Psycho. Mob Psycho doesn't, it feels like it's that humor, but it's not parody. Hmm. I've been watching it at the gym. Okay. Here's a, here's a, here's a hack. Uh, when you do cardio, watch an episode of anime. Oh yeah. 24 minutes. Perfect. Treadmill running. Specifically Boruto. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Watch something interesting. Yeah, well, I, I gotta. Sh- I'm a little. I'm a. I need. I'm a little behind on my anime. I gotta do. I just real this week we had a pretty crazy drop. So like, My Hero Academia is back. Spy Family is back, but also the uh, one and uh, one true son has returned. Ah, uh, I'm not gonna lie. And I have not watched that episode yet. I'm not gonna lie. I've just seen the clips. So I'm I'm 99 sure we're talking about the same thing here. It's proof that so so Naruto. I sent you guys those clips of like the re, the Toei did the reanimated special for Naruto. It wasn't 
entire episodes, but like they did big moments. Yeah. And then obviously now the prodigal son has returned for the thousand year blood war, but I, I don't know, have no fucking context on it, but you don't honestly, I wouldn't 2022 I, I... animation for some of like these classic shows looks really fucking cool. I will say, so like the Naruto 20th anniversary trailer dropped, right? Mm-hmm. Or not trailer, but like just special. special. Yeah. Little, little like run through of all the, uh, Iconic and big moments and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, with the with the openings, mm-hmm. really cool. Um, would not mind a Naruto Kai. It'd be really if they reanimated it entirely. I mean, I would, I would appreciate. Oh, there's something Kai really cold about like that hand drawn stuff. Give it to Mappa. Let them play with it. <laughs> I, I want a Kai version of Naruto, regardless of the animation style. Then I saw the new one for the twenty, like the for the twentieth release, and I was like. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. That because Dragon Ball they reanimated some scenes just because, like they did want to. Now that's a bigger jump because it was going from ninety six, ninety seven to at the time I think twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. So it's a twenty year gap. Naruto's obviously not going to experience that. Like you're not like the final fight doesn't need to be reanimated. It's pretty much as good as you're going to get. Um, and a lot of the war shit is going to probably look pretty much the same, especially if you're taking out filler. I'm not. I don't care about the little fucking. Uh, everything that happened between Sai's brother and then when they gave me the fucking useless no-names. If they do Naruto Kai right, they show how crazy the the ninja wars are. Like, spend some time with, like... Because we get, like, the two episodes with Kakashi, right? Mm-hmm. Show me Minato kill an entire army full of people. Oh, that's his claim to fame shit. That's on his little... Show, show me that. Um... How we show, got flash. show me show me how the second hokage died i want to see him fight you know what i mean like have fun with like the take the creative liberties in what is known and versus like you know naruto is talking to an ostrich for 40 episodes also the ostrich is a ninja you know that's the only thing i was in my head i was kind of like damn if they reanimate they should have i would have laughed if toei reanimated like one troll scene just to fuck with everybody <laughs> the fucking mecha naruto like imagine like it's like this is what he would have looked like 10 years later and it's like still trash but he looks cool yeah i uh i skipped through that video made it to the pain fight still looks not good they uh which t- leads me to think i'm like hmm a lot of these Shippuden episodes are using this animation style. Hmm. Oh, yeah, no, they have re-an- to reanimate the pain fight. They <laughs> they did a cool one of like pain destroying Konoha, and like that looks cool. Um, but like I said, a lot, some of the newer moments don't look bad anyway. Like a lot of take yeah. out the filler, or obviously pain is a really bad example because of how. They just the drunk intern that they handed it to. That's how I would have animated last Thursday. At the same exact time last Thursday, that's how I would have animated. I could have done the pain fight. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh man, wait. <laughs> 24 frames per second. <laughs> when did that become the standard? I thought it was like 10. <laughs> what do you mean my stuff's getting stretched? Oh. Ugh. I can't Tom and Jerry this. Oh man. When did chakra turn into Play-Doh? <laughs> And a lava lamp, apparently. Oh, that's just funny. Um, but no, Bleach is back. <laughs> yeah, no, Bleach is back. And the, like I said, the one scene I saw, like, I get 
and obviously I wasn't watching in real time, but I totally understand the joke of like, yeah, when he says Bonkai shit, just like you just get hyped. And it was a Dude, really cool introductory to that. I was like, I okay. will say, as much as I shit on Bleach and how excited I am for people to be completely disappointed with how the thousand year blood war arc ends. Uh unless it's rewritten, which is fine. It's been 10 years. Maybe it was rewritten. Um as, uh I am so hyped. I I I will tell you right now, this is gonna be so cool to watch. <laughs> it is gonna be so fun to watch. Like the animation's probably gonna be peak. Everyone's telling me that it's like cinema quality animation. No, the, the animation um, looks dope as fuck. Yeah, and this the first like how they start off the thousand year blood war stuff in the manga. Ooh. It's going to be, it's going to be dope. Um, maybe, maybe we pace it out. So the ending's a little better, but you know, let's see. We'll see. Speaking of animex, it's been a really good week, for, really good couple weeks for it. Um, before we get into these chapters, um, which is essentially for us, just a lot of Vegapunk turbo shit. Um, someone put this up because anime fans are fighting on Twitter. Um, and this is where a lot of these sounds sounds like Twitter, but go on. I sent the meme and it's like all the toxic traits, like each fan base has, um, because nobody just wants, no one allows anyone to just be like, and we shit on certain shows, uh, but we're both very big on it. It's like, Hey, if you like it, go for it. I don't got to stream that shit. I don't pay for your internet. I don't pay for your TV. Like if you want to enjoy something, fucking go for it. You want to watch? Yeah, man. um, If you think, if you think bleach, the bleach manga was the greatest read of all time to each their own you can make jjk um yeah yeah honestly (laughs) honestly he thinks he he loves bleach yeah and i got jujutsu kaisen out of him so i'm like go for it yeah yo jjk just took a turn and i'm this dude is the most self-aware fucking author i've ever seen i love it I wish Jake, uh, when Jake comes back on the podcast, maybe we'll ask you to fuck off for a little bit so we can talk. I'm almost, <laughs> I will be, by the time Jake comes, I'm hoping to be caught up. So I'm doing two more binge days. Oh, um, really? Are you yeah. done with, are you done with Shibuya? I'm on, I'm on 125, but I need to reread. Um, no, I'm not 125, I'm on 115. So you're Remember still I need Shib- to delete. You're still in Shibuya then, I think. Yes. But I think I got one thing spoiled for me, which kind of bums me out, but it's not the end of the world. Um, there's just this one jackass tweet that it's like Gojo has been in has been um in prison for like 900 days or some shit. And I'm like, oh, did your boy just stay in there? Um, and so which, you know, if it if whatever the case would be, I'm still gonna read it. Um I just like yeah. I said I got this one off-brand jackass tweet. If you think you can make it to chapter 200 by next week, I would love to talk. Oh, I could do that. Kaisen. Oh, yeah. That's because, because they, oh, they took a turn and I'm like, I can't wait to read Jujutsu Kaisen now. <laughs> uh, it's, I'm down. I could do that. Um, the, uh, oh yeah. So toxic anime ass fan bases, um, uh, everyone's no one just allows people to enjoy shit and they want to be like no my shit's the best ever my shit's the best ever so mm-hmm. this came up as a conversation and it's the four anime that have crashed crunchy roll 
Um, and then I'm going to ask to start this off. There's two questions. Okay. The first one is, do you think you could name the four anime that have crashed Crunchyroll? And two, do you think you could name which one did it twice? Mm, good question. I, I, I'm, I'm willing to give a stab at it. Yeah, I'll give uh... you my one hint. Will be two are in comparison. Two are definitely like wherever that cutoff line is, which I think for us is really weird. It's like there is new anime is basically like the post big three era. So, um, One Piece fucks us all up when we're talking about like new anime, old anime, new manga, mm-hmm. old manga because it's just been around forever. But I consider One Piece to be part of the old guard. Um. So there is. You want me to take a stab at it? Yeah, two older, two newer. Go for it. Oh, so you're saying there's two new, two newer ones and two older ones. Now this has to do with the fact of when Crunchyroll finally puts these on, but the shows are technically older shows. First two of them are newer shows. Oh, I got you. I got you. Okay, so. I, uh, man, I was going to say Ultra Instinct Dragon Ball was one. Dragon Ball Super did crash Crunchyroll, but it was okay. not Ultra Instinct. Okay. Um, Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer did not crash Crunchyroll. Oh, I was sure Mugen Train, like, the start of that arc was going to do it. Um, or the start of the next arc was going to do it. Um, I'll say we'll play, thousand we'll year play three strikes. I'll say I'll say thousand year blood war that first episode. Thousand year blood war did not. So people have taste. <laughs> uh, One Piece's thousandth episode. Well, the thousandth ep- One Piece did, but it was not the thousandth episode. Um, at least okay. I don't think it was a thousandth episode. It was um. What you call that shit? Fucking um, it's uh, part of Roof Piece, but it wasn't. I don't know if it was a thousandth episode. I'll confirm that real quick, but okay. Um, I don't believe it was a thousandth. So you got two. So you got two strikes, and you got two, two right so far. Which you've gotten the two old shows. So the two shows that you know, the two shows are a part of the newer generation. I am so shocked you haven't guessed one. I'll just that's my last kind of hint. I would have thought it'd been the first one you would have said. The Jutsu Kaisen movie? Negative. Jujutsu okay. Kaisen is not. Okay. Um, one is something that you have proclaimed is maybe the best anime you've ever watched. Is it Spy Family? No. Hmm. Best anime I've ever watched. I've watched a lot. You won't is even it... read this fucker. Oh, Attack on Titan. Duh. Come yeah. on. Yeah. And it's done it twice. Attack on Titan did it twice, huh? Did it twice, which is it's probably going to do it a third time in uh, oh, January. Oh, it'll definitely. I'm I've already got people are already expecting, and like Crunchyroll, I think is somewhat aware. Um, the yeah, expected that's why they bought Funimation. <laughs> the expected next crashes are Attack on Titan final season part, part three. three. Um, and then people are expecting when Super comes back that it'll do it as well. Um, One Piece will probably also do it at some point if, like, if you ever get the quote-unquote, because Naruto came close, I guess Naruto's last episode, even though it's trash because it's just the wedding, it still was the last episode, and I guess Crunchyroll had issues, but it didn't officially crash. Okay. Um, And the fourth show is a Jake special, and it's why, for toxic anime fan bases, 
when you when your episode one breaks the app, you get real obnoxious. And I don't think I even want to like look at Chainsaw Man right now. Like their fan Chainsaw base, Man broke its it. First huh? episode crashed the app. Oh, I was wrong. I should have. I should have doubled down on Mappa. Like it was so Chainsaw Man and Attack on Titan being obviously the two newer ones. Okay. Um, and then One Piece and Dragon Ball being you know pretty much Chainsaw as Man crashed it. But not Mob Psycho. Mob Psycho didn't crash it. No, that's that. I think that's a different fan base, though. Like Chainsaw Man has a lot of hype right now. Like, all right, all right. And it's one of those things, like a lot of Mappa love, a lot of lot of Mappa love. So, but shout out to anime for being like like we said before. Like shout out to anime for being even in this space that it's like it takes a like regardless if you think the app or the streaming service is good or not. All these streaming services are billion dollar companies and they all they put a lot of money into this shit. This is not YouTube in 2008 where they just got overloaded because the world took to them and they were like, hey, Google, please buy us so we can have good servers. They like legitimately need like all these have huge servers can handle millions upon millions of people watching them. And so to break it is like, yeah, you're doing something. I'm pretty excited for um. I'm pretty excited for One Piece Red. I'm That's like real. I'm really intrigued. Which that we got to figure out, and I'll send that in the group chat later today. Is um, we got to figure out what theater we want to go to. Because I'm hyped as fuck when we actually get to watch it. Because there's like three things I want to talk about that I can't talk about because they're just in that movie, and I'm like, but I want it. But I want it. Um. Oh yeah, my last. I I I really want to. I'm really intrigued how. I, I'm really intrigued to see if it fits in my canonical brain, even especially after was it 1062 of One Piece, where we get to see that other Vegapunk that looks mm-hmm. a little like Ulta, and I'm I like, I think they both do. I don't know about the. I wouldn't say the. Ah man, what was her name? Lilith. Lilith, yeah, I wouldn't say Lilith, but definitely. There is a the one that Luffy runs into. Luffy and Bonnie run into. Mm-hmm. Where she's like as big as Kaido. So that she's who knows how tall she is. She could be Don't start me on this. She could be a giant. Don't start or me. Or she on could this. just be Yeah, just a little big. Um I thought I was like, oh, she looks a lot like Ulta. I so. don't know if that's and my only th- and I and I hope it's not because not that it's really gonna it's like matter. Like Ulta meets sugar combo, which I like was kind of down with. Is because of the time Oda's writing all this stuff, and like for the movies, a lot of it is more like, hey, like it's artist choice. Like he'll draw characters and kind of yeah. let them run with the story. Red's a little different because he's like, I can't let you fuck up Shanks right before I get to him. So you know, there's certain things you can show, there's certain things you can't because yeah. I need him. Um. I do imagine, like, in my head at least, these Vegapunks were probably drawn at a similar time as Ulta, and because of that, when he's doing, like, these big scenes, like, he's drawing everybody for Wano, he's drawing everybody for Dressrosa, he he sticks with a similar theme throughout, so I kind of imagine that's where some of the crossover went. Um, Which I'm, like, totally, I'm not, like, it's not a complaint on my part, and I'm not saying that Ulta is a cyborg or android oh yeah, yeah no no you know i'm not i'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole but i do think it's like fun that i'm like oh like 
I, th- I think some people hate when authors like make characters that are similar. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I like that. I'm like, oh, like, looks like Sugar, looks like Ulta. And if Ulta is canon in, in my brain, even though no one will agree with me. Uh, Your boy's also drawn literally a thousand plus characters. So it's like more, for people that way complain, more, yeah, way more. That bitch about it, it's like you, you give them some slack. Like the fact we have almost any originality up to this point in a series with this many characters, like you know, um, I did have yeah. this, and I don't want to stay here super long, but mm-hmm. it did catch my attention. Um, and this isn't an official source or anything, but it got my head spinning. Is it was the captains in the right hands, or or not just captains, but it's basically anybody, the big players and the right hands. So Luffy, Zoro, um, Roger, Rayleigh, Shanks, Beckman, um, and everybody for the most part lined up just the way that it was. Um, the only one that I've never given thought to, and I sent this in the text, is it had Zebek and Shiki. And I don't think I've ever placed Shiki above Whitebeard, but it yeah. kind of makes... it. There's... There's a legit play here. Now, this is with Strong World, like it, it not being imagine like this. But this was Strong World not being canon, or at least um look, the you, actions. You of tell Shiki. me it's look, you tell me it's not canon. You gotta prove to me it's not canon. No, that's what I'm saying. I need the moment, the moment I have no one's going cheeky. No, the moment Oda puts something in that's like, oh, like this is this is who Shiki is. This is how Shiki fights. This is, you know, insert Shiki explanation, whatever. Whatever you want. Great. I'll take Strong World off my list. Hasn't happened yet. No, it's a thousand percent. You know, and even, I mean, I'm still like, okay, cool. Uh, personally, I don't think Shiki was a vice captain. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't put, not in terms of strength, you know, mainly because when he meets up in the canon chapter with Whitebeard, uh, Whitebeard has this like, go away <laughs> vibe about him. So like, he's like, he's like, I respect you because we were crewmates, but go away. <laughs> So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give the answer to that. And now this, we only got to stay here for like a minute or two. This That's is fine. a fun little idea is Shiki canonically. If we're going with to the, to this is a little loose with the word canonically, but let's say he really did fight prime Garp and Sengoku. And that, that fight is canon. So Episode zero. That's pretty high on the list of like, what's the biggest, baddest combination you can fuck with and come out looking cool, win or lose. Like Zebik was automatically justified because they're like, oh yeah, it took Garp and Roger. It's like, all right, you are high on the power scale. I don't give a fuck if you won, lost, tied. If you were in that fight and that's who they deemed needed to fight you, you you're good in my book. You're solidified. Yeah. So Shiki's power solidified. Shiki's ability is technically even more destructive than Whitebeard's and Kaido's. Big Mom is a little harder to compare because it's a her thing transfers it into an item. But throwing galleons and being able to literally rain ships wherever you feel like, yeah, is technically more destructive than a dragon flying in the sky, even if he shoots fire, yeah, or earthquakes. So I'm like, okay, power wise, 
he he could fit, right? He fits. No, I totally. I I would never say that his power doesn't fit in that realm of like holy shit. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying maybe his hockey wasn't that good. And we all know we all know from the Kaido fight, it doesn't matter how destructive your fruit is, it's all about your hockey. So I go, all right, he's got a pretty destructive fruit. And we don't know how long that fight lasted. We just know it he destroyed Marine Ford, which if you turn gravity upside down, (laughs) that's that'll do it. (laughs) Um he also lost his legs, which after post uh post marine post or yes you got it yeah when yeah. he was an impel down yeah and that's where like the interaction i could argue that's like white birds looking at him it's like okay even if like you the same respect that mihawk gives shanks which is like yeah could mihawk beat shanks yeah there's theoretically does he get any vindication doing it with one arm no Mm. Would Whitebeard get any vindication if this was a previously his vice captain who's now legless and has a steering wheel in his fucking head? You know, yeah, it's like, right. all right. <laughs> so, yeah, all right. You're like, I could, but like, what's the point? And Whitebeard also had a history that's confirmed of he didn't fight the other rock pirates post leaving the crew. Yeah. Because I think some respect factor, just because that's kind of Whitebeard's character, plus B, it just doesn't, he knows it's too much collateral damage and doesn't make sense yeah so yeah yeah, there's no reason to fight him either you know yeah it's like like even even shiki who was like i'm gonna destroy the east blue he was like okay go try i guess (laughs) like Um, he's not it's like that's that was the other thing too where i'm like oh shiki isn't even on whitebeard's radar it that that was that was my whole thing i figured that big mom was the vice captain of the rocks oh i've always gone whitebeard i i i've always thought whitebeard too but i do like the idea i i i've, I've always thought of big mom as the uh as the vice captain for whatever reason i've always because there's something about her going like oh i'm gonna like Kaido Kaido doesn't really express wanting to be king of the pirates until oh, yeah. big until Big Mom shows up. And if you are the strongest, what's stopping you from just becoming king of the pirates? Like Big Mom has always had ambition mm-hmm. to be the king. So I like the idea that like she was maybe his partner. That could be. I'm, I'm not mad. I'm, like, I'm, I'm not also, mad at the I'm idea. I'm also like, I, I also think about it and I'm like, ah, she was, she would have been kind of young. Maybe potentially like maybe too young. I mean, and, eh, but like, yeah, it's true. She was, she would have been, I don't know. We got to look at the timeline, but I, yeah, I don't know. I've always thought big mom fit a little bit better as a vice captain. That could be. I wouldn't be mad. I, I wouldn't be mad at anybody doing it. Like I said, I think that's what made the Shiki angle kind of interesting to me is because like he's we don't he's, know anything about Shiki. Technically. Yeah, and Oda gets yeah. to do a lot of exploring with that, and um, and like I said, just that fight on your resume is like, all right, cool. I could I could justify it. Um, even the hockey thing, and I did um, the last statement is technically, and I understand there's different circumstances. 
we all just kind of assume Whiteford has crazy hockey. We've technically never seen it. Besides if like we know he can we know he has it and we know that like we know he's got conquerors hockey because every his crew says it. And mm-hmm. we know obviously he has arm and hockey because he can fight Logia users, et cetera, et cetera. But we don't technically see it otherwise. Yeah. And it, it leads me things. to go it leads me to go like, oh, like, I mean, this is a really old man, you know, in the one piece world. Oh yeah. And so I'm like, I it's why I'm totally cool with strong world being a thing and fitting because i'm like cheeky's older uh he might not have been he might have been a rock pirate but like potentially maybe not that strong of a rock pirate maybe just had a destructive fruit like i look at big mom and i go and i I look at that crew just in general and i go what a bunch what a ton of destructive fruits and Mm -hmm. i wonder if big mom was finding them like she was personally going out and seeking these destructive fruit users for the crew or maybe rocks was going out and seeking these destructive crew members for the crew you know or destructive fruit users yeah that's totally plausible Um, like again i would love to see kobe fight the uh the rock pirate i i don't I, I, get it i think we might get it i i, I don't I'm, i don't think you drop that line and not intend to show what happened at the rocky port incident I'm especially if you you've, you've brought yo i'm st- i i know we're, i think we're, I, we're getting them in the covers uh the only thing the only thing i read when i went deep diving for shit uh this time around <laughs> is I, I saw the cover story and I tried reading it and I blasted about a page. But the cover story for 1063 is like, I mean, I mean, man's went fucking ape shit. I'm just, I, I'm, so I have, we have to get to Akiji later because technically what we need to discuss because we're a couple chapters behind is the introduction of who Oda, when he did his last SAS, called the mo- singular most important person in One Piece in terms of that word. Vegapunk, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and we've all known Vegapunk is crazy important because we've had knowledge to some degree of him since when's his first name drop? Water Seven. Nah, I feel like I feel like it's before Water Seven. I want to say. It's Alabasta. What's it? I'm trying to think of like all the technology places because I'm like, when would his name get dropped? Um, Vegapunk first mentioned, uh, chapter 433. Uh, wait, 184. Chapter 184 is the first time it got mentioned. Uh, number two is the most teach character to goes to Ryukogu. Uh, Mr. Four and Ms. Merry Christmas. Yep, because the fucking dog. That's right. The okay. dog gun. Vegapunk also has the distinction of, and this is funny, um, the longest One Piece character, the longest introduction from first mentioned in One Piece, uh, which stands at 529 chat. No, this is wrong because it's three years ago. Holy shit. 
Yeah, so it was 529 if, chapters three years ago. So that's 187. If he was mentioned in 184, and so we're like on 1061 is his first chapter. We still have not seen Vegapunk. Well, we have we have Vegapunkians. I'm gonna count uh, But if you want to be like, there's a to the to the 1062 or 1061 is the first time someone says, "I'm Doctor Vegapunk." So one eighty-seven, right? From one eighty-four. That's an eight hundred and seventy-seven chapter from first mention to this. The to second a, to a lie, by the way, not a lie, but like this so is not really Vegapunk. Him. Yeah, even Robin's like you're not Vegapunk. <laughs> the do you want to take a quick fun guess? Uh, who the second longest teased character is? kind of hard like we technically mm-hmm. just got them this is obviously everybody who's at this stage like somebody who's mentioned before and now we just get them um mm, who green bull. Want... green bull green bull over kaido yes because we get green bull's fir- introduction first in... mention of kaido's in water seven isn't it no oh well Oh, are they using that as the plateau? Because I don't, I don't know. Maybe Kaido and because technically, silhouette. technically, we don't really technically see Kaido, but like it's doesn't Gart mention Kaido before? Yeah, he says the four. He says so. Okay, no, no, that's an anime thing. So Garp says Shanks is one of the four emperors. I don't think he gives names outside of Whitebeards. Uh, what episode? Because it was, episode. I want, I don't think we got, um, uh, hold on. I got to go to the, uh, where is Kaido first mentioned? Don't mind me. I'm going to the religious texts that I keep next to my office. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. So Kaido's first introduced in chapter 432 or first mentioned, and then you get to see him in 795. So he's got a 300 something one. Um, versus green bull if this guy just lied to me then i just sound like an idiot but let's see did he just lie to me more than 300 uh when is because that would be fishman island to wano and when is green bull first mentioned in the bible yep (laughs) that's it (laughs) we're done yeah, like yeah. that's you know, we found the one piece guys. Uh 1052's his introduction, like you actually see him. But when's he first mentioned? This is saying I'm not getting a chapter. This is just saying you could technically count him at two points because it depends if you want to count him as like when they tell you the Navy redrafted two admirals is like, is no. that him and Fujitora's? Or if you go by the scene at Mary Joie when him and Fujitora are talking. I'm going to go with when is the when is Green Bull said? Because Vegapunk is said in Alabasta. And that was technically the first time. 
I'm not getting one for Green Bull. When is... go. I don't want to. I must go to the text. The texts. This is not Green Bull. First mentioned One Piece. I've seen theories. Someone claims someone. Apparently, there was a theory that he ate an alligator fruit at one point. I am curious how they figured. Do alligators not eat? Was that like their? Is that what somebody someone saw? Like, oh, he just eat. Oh, it must be an alligator. Oh, that's kind of cool. I didn't know this. Apparently, there's this is a uh, thrilling podcast, by the way. It's this is we're gonna get into Vegapunk. Uh, no, this is kind of cool. So, there's apparently I'm reading this, and this is about uh, the four mythical creatures that and Oda's already used two of them. Um, and theoretically, we're gonna see that we've already seen the third, if that's your boy's name. Which is Azure Dragon, which is Kaido, the Vermilion Bird, which is Marcos Phoenix. There's the Black Tortoise, which could be the CIA guy that Akainu was talking to when we started this final saga, because his fucking uh, his act or his uh, moniker is Black um, Black Horse. Okay. Um, and then there's White Tiger, which has not yet been claimed. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Um, we'll figure out Green Bull's date, but uh, what was your? How did you feel about when we first got our big Vega Punk reveal? Like, what was your like in the moment reading it reaction of the of Lilith? You mean of her Love going? You too. Of Lilith going, I'm Dr. Vegapunk. Mm-hmm. Um, my reaction was uh, actually my reaction was Vegapunk is dead and it was replaced with androids because he he died of old age. You just think he's dead. Interesting. Um I, I still felt... I still kind of think he's dead, but we'll see. I fell for the bait. Which is like, I just, in my head, I thought it would be really cool. I think I convinced myself it'd be cool more so than like actually thinking it out. But I thought it would be cool if Vegapunk was a girl, um, especially a kid. And I just think it would kind of go with like really too much has been said about him, which is why this is just not factual. But it'd been really funny if uh, I liked Akainu's positioning, which was, I have these five old dudes who I can't stand, but I have to listen to. And the scientist who is essentially keeping us alive is this punk ass little kid. And so in my mind, I was like, it'd just be hilarious to see a kind of stuck between these two dynamics. Um, mm -hmm. But then you read for about another 30 seconds. You're like, yeah, there's no way it can be a girl. Yada, 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 yada. So yeah, they got me for about a second and I thought it'd be funny, but um, 
I don't think Vegapunk is dead. Uh, I don't love, I said this in the text, I don't love the Dr. Jero storyline, which is kind of what this feels like at the moment, depending on where Vegapunk's real body is, mm-hmm. which is Jero. Jero was the genius of that world, and he was going to die because old age, and he's like, fuck that. I'm going to put my brain inside a cyborg. Um, and then thus, when the cyborg explodes, I have part of my brain, and this big supercomputer is a backup. And I'm like, I don't necessarily want to see that, um, even though at least in this first couple chapters with these little Vegapunks running around, that's kind of what it feels like. Um, now, I do trust Oda to not just obviously like do that exact storyline, uh, which is why I'm hoping the Vegapunk's not dead. Um, when I have another Vegapunk question, but that's technically wait until this. What was your reaction to the following chapter where we got CP0 and Seraphim Kuma, which I will still will argue about another day, but I still argue, not Mihawk, but Seraphim Kuma is there, and they were told, hey, you got to go kill Vegapunk. What was my reaction to that? Correct. Because I felt like it happened I, fast. Yeah, I, I'm curious what is the cause. And I f- think it has something to do with... I think it has something to do with what he did with Kuma. That sp- somehow, like, whatever he did to Kuma initially transferred to the Seraphim. And the Seraphim wouldn't do what it was supposed to do. And so... My guess is that Kuma Kuma or uh, Vegapunk's been branded a traitor in some regard. I also like the idea that he essentially may have created an ancient weapon or recreated an ancient weapon or something and has outlived his useful usefulness, especially since the seraph, especially if a seraphim is malfunctioning. No, I get um so I do definitely think his the traitor storyline is definitely applicable because I have been more and more as we've gotten to this point. Uh Vegapunk doesn't feel like a Marine to me. Um he's just this he's just this brilliant scientist who gets to play around with the government's money. And it's like and there's been multiple times that they've brought up the price of Vegapunk. Like when you get Satsumar um if I'm saying that right, Sata Axe Fucker. Um uh, who's like Mario or something. Yeah. And he like makes up he 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 specifically says twice, he's like, Oh, the price of a pacifista is the price of a battleship. And he's like, Oh, this shit's expensive. You can't just go blowing them up or fucking them up. Um and so to me, I'm thinking like, okay, so clearly there is everybody's aware of, yeah, Vegapunk's a genius, but the amount of money that it takes to fund said genius, you know, the, even the world government eventually runs out of money. And so it sounds like a stupid reason. Cause like in terms of like an anime, it's like, Oh, he's just too expensive. Like that's why you're getting rid of him. But no, that's a legit. And because he's probably getting scary because they've already let him experiment with so many people 
And now that we're seeing the Seraphim off all these people that have been experimented on, like he has Kaido, he has King, he has Kizaru, he has all the warlords. Oh, not Mihawk, but I'm sticking with that. Anyway, <laughs> um, like he has all of these insanely strong people that we're already privy to and who knows who we're not privy to, right? Yeah. And so, and he's the only genius because from like that Mads group, which are, you know, essentially like, however you want to base them, but like theoretically, like the smartest people in the world, um, he's the only one who's successful. Like even Judge is like half as successful. Caesar's kind of a joke at this point, but like Vegapunk is legitimately putting out results. Um, he's just too much. Like the burden is too much. He is a lot to maintain, a lot to handle. And so, and if you still have his research, you got to feel like as the world government, okay, well, if we have the blueprint or the outline, we could hand this off to whoever is quote unquote, the second smartest fucker in the world. And they should be able to take it and run with it. Um, I did like, uh, or people were complaining, which I kind of like because at least we're all in agreement. Nobody, as cool as their first fight was, nobody wants to see Luchi versus Luffy round two. No, um, I I think I think it'll be kind of kind of I don't I don't see Luffy fighting these types of fights anymore. And if he does, it'll be a I I just don't think it adds anything. We we already got to see Luffy come back and be a pacifista in One Punch. Mm-hmm. I don't think I need him to one shot Luchi. That's that's that feels like the power gap, right? Like it doesn't feel like Luchi has know. a shot in hell, even if. And this sucks because like the two that distort all of this, and I don't question Oda's power scaling because he's been doing it for twenty plus years and he's great at it, but when you jump characters like Hancock and Crocodile, now understandably their bounties were frozen, but when you jump them both up to where they're in the top 15 highest bounties ever and top 10 highest bounties of characters who are alive, if we're considering Kaido and Big Mom deceased, or at least Mm -hmm. out of the picture, you technically invite the conversation to where it's like, like I didn't want a Luffy Crocodile rematch, but if Crocodile has a 1.9 billion bounty and he's talking shit to Mihawk, Talking shit to buggies, whatever. But like he's talking shit to Mihawk. He's got this brand new top 10 bounty. He's higher than anybody in the crew besides Luffy. Like, you do kind of invite the well, why not just do it to Luchi? Why not just do it to Kaku? But I if don't, we're gonna I don't, put Hancock and Crocodile I don't in this space. Ever, I don't think we're ever gonna see a Luffy versus Crocodile rematch. You know, I don't think we need to see that. Um if Lucci shows up, we don't know how far away they are, by the way. I assume um, CP0 could just track. Like, especially because yeah. it's the island that they're at is like that's technically world government territory. So Yeah. Yeah, I um it might be cool to see Lucci and Luffy have like a reunion or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I want from that though you know uh but i do think this would be the right time to tell me who cp0 is 
Like what what is CP0? Are they all CP9 like, like up one? Or, or like I would love to I, I think it's now's the time to tell me how powerful CP0 is. I got the teaser in Wano. Tell me if there's like some new special ability given to them that lets them do something. If you're gonna tell me CP0 is a thing and that Robin's scared of them. So I think CP0 in my mind at least um what's the way to phrase it? So A I don't think they get obviously like Kaido one shot at one and he is dead. Um so we, I, their power level is obviously not that of an emperor um, yeah. we've talked about them in the past being assassins so they don't want to fight straight up but Lucci's not really an assassin Lucci I mean, just he, likes to kill people and he, but he fights straight up like he's a pretty yeah. honorable straight in Kaku too like they're like I you know let's let's throw hands and I feel I feel good that I could throw hands better than you yeah no I uh I don't I don't know like I I figure they're gonna be there and they'll come onto the island as, like, for me, this is going to be the conflict of whatever happens with this island. Where it does kind of also seem that we're going to get, sorry, rewinding a couple chapters. But it does seem that, like, at some point, the Straw Hats are going to go to Pirate Island. Mm-hmm. And fuck shit up there. So... For me, I I don't see Lucci as like may, maybe it's it'll be a conflict and they'll do what they did in Fishman Island, where it was like there's a conflict and there's a story. However, the Straw Hats are just so far above that at this point. Like, or now that. This is this is this is the this is the wonderful part of coming into the final saga and why I was so stoked that Luffy beat Kaido and is technically considered one of the strongest at mm-hmm. this point, right? Because now we don't need to go Luffy needs to beat Katakuri to prove X, Y, or Z. Luffy needs to beat Luchi to save Robin. We don't yeah, need there's not a personal life he has there's to no, beat anymore luffy's at the top so now we get to play with all these little action figures in the sandbox and they can do anything (laughs) that was my reaction to luchi where i was like oh luffy's gonna luffy can curb stomp him and luchi probably knows that so you know like i i i think this would be a good time to like demonstrate how powerful seraphims can be I think it'll be a good time to tell me how powerful CP0 is mm-hmm. and what their purpose is. And I think it's a good time to reveal Kuma's story. I'm so hyped for Kuma. I'm, I'm... so hyped for Kuma, dude. I this is this a... is the time to talk about Kuma, especially with a Seraphim Kuma running around. Running around like it's a good time to tell me about Bonnie. It's a good time to tell me about Kuma, that kingdom that he came from. 
What kind of king do you think Kuma was? Or what kind of personality do you think Kuma was? I don't think he was a tyrant. <laughs> oh, I think he was a big laughable bastard. I think, I think he, he was I think he was very I I I think you know, I'm trying to remember. I think Sabo was like, oh man, this dude used to be funny. What'd they do to him? I think he was I think like, he had Bonnie's personality, but just in an older guy. And I think the only yeah. reason they ever called him a tyrant is that was how the world government got to pass that story off of. Yeah. Although I do think potentially if Kuma had his fruit prior to getting cyborg or prior to becoming a warlord or however that storyline is going to add up, because technically Kuma's not really even a warlord. Like if he was a king, he was never a pirate, theoretically. Um, but he's a revolutionary. He's a revolutionary, but that's what I'm saying. So he was a revolutionary undercover Unless he then revoked his kingdom status to become a pirate to then become a warlord, which I'm getting at, like he's... he could have been, he could have been. I mean, wait, we don't know his kingdom, right? We we don't, we don't, we don't know the kingdom. Unless it was uh, a pirate kingdom, it's kind of weird for like your king and your princess to both turn rogue. Because even uh, what's his nuts from Dress Rosa, the punching guy who was a king, like oh, he yeah. was. He was always, they always referred to him as, oh, yeah, that's Isabello. Yeah. yeah. It was King Isabello. He wasn't a pirate or a mercenary. Like, he was actual royalty. He was just down to throw hands. And so Kuma, if he went from king status to whatever was next, then to revolutionary, then to, well, obviously revolutionary you're in hiding. But, like, then he came out publicly as a pirate, which then made him a warlord. Like, the, to match up his storyline of how he went from point A to point Z, is going to be really interesting. Um, yeah, if Kuma, if Kuma, maybe. I, I mean, that could have been just a government story, you know, like, oh, oh he, he was a tyrant. He was a pirate tyrant. So uh, he's a warlord <laughs> and it's fine. Um, Yeah, super stoked for Kuma's story. Yeah. I, I, I'm like, this arc is going to this. You want to talk about tying up some loose ends. There's a lot of loose ends that have been presented in this story or just in these first couple chapters that lead me to think that this is going to be pretty big side note um just because it just came to my head i saw this a couple weeks ago and it was um it was mihawk saved doflamingo's life and it's this interesting situation of when they had that first meeting of the warlords only doflamingo and kuma showed up so yeah. in that room at the time, if the government wanted to make a play on Doflamingo, they had Sengoku and Kuma. And I'm taking that combination versus one Doflamingo. And this is one piece theories are all about the context and the way people yeah. gesture and do all this shit. And it's kind of like Sengoku sits down and he's kind of like talking aggressively Doflamingo. And then he has a giant tone shift as soon as Mihawk walks in. And he's even like, wait, why are you here? He was like, I was ready for two people to show up and we already knew one was showing up for sure because he's literally on our side. And it was like, yeah. cool, we could get Doflamingo and then Mihawk walks in and it's like, why? We we just, we could have, we could have just not had Dressrosa. We were, we were ready. Um, And then obviously uh, Lafayette, whatever the fuck his name Lafayette is. Lafayette shows up to, to throw Blackbeard's name into the hat. Yeah. And it's just I figured, like, I figured I wouldn't, I don't I don't know how much I like that theory, but I do like the idea that the guy that runs the underworld 
and the Navy cyborg were the only two that showed up to try to find a crocodile replacement. Mm -hmm. When you control the underworld, that's a lot of power. And I don't think, and I'm sure the Navy knew that he was doing that. He was doing all these backdoor deals and stuff. People were running around with the Joker sigil. Like, you know, you have Bellamy. Bellamy is literally running around part of Joker's crew. And law then, has a law has a very similar f- flag to Do Flamingo, so I'm like, and it's it's also interesting too because like the other, and once again, all theories are context is because before, um, which I think is more likely, the reason you don't take out Do Flamingo or you don't try shit against him as the world government is because they know he's under Kaido, and the whole first half was. Sengoku's mind at least whether they got ace or not is it was like okay before I'm done like I gotta take out one of these fuckers and I'm gonna just take out the other old fuck and ace fell into their lap but I think there was always a plan to get to try to sink Whitebeard before he retired because he's like this is just it's just it was just a it was a bad look I think for him as a fleet admiral mm-hmm. that Garp got the credit for Roger Sengoku got the promotion and it's like, okay, well, what have you done? Like, what is your like symbolic victory to be like, all right, I have like, I'm a Marine hero. I've like, I've done it. A kind who's kind of going through it now too, where he's like, what have you done as fleet admiral to prove like you should have had this position? Like what's going to be in the history books, your thing that you did. Yeah. Um. Bonnie. So Jinbei, Jinbei finally had a moment and starts to feel like a straw hat. Now, Bonnie felt like a straw hat in about two pages. Well, and I was I, I, I could have told you that back in Sabodi, because I, I was know, like, but it's oh, uh, no one no one has an appetite like Luffy. And then they introduced Bonnie and I went, Okay. It's but it was that's so gonna be a really seamless. fun interaction. Yeah. Because it, it wasn't like like, yeah, you could always say, like, okay, well, these two fit, but then you actually get them together, like, how do you like to naturally make it flow, and it was instant because Jinbei yeah. we've had forever. We've had Jinbei since Jinbei had a relationship with Ace. He was in Impel Down. He was at the war. He literally saved Luffy's life, and it was still like when he joined, it was like, oh yeah, but he's not like a straw hat, straw hat. He's just he's just kind of here right now. Like he's you know, nah, he's the tenth. That's I I do think we're done with crew members. I think the uh, the telling of Luffy's dream was supposed to be like I. I'm only telling like my top homies about this. And if you're not here for it, sorry, you missed the boat. Like, I don't think we get I'm saying. I'm like, I'm sure we'll get something where uh, Yamato hang out for a bit. Mm -hmm. I'm not in the main story. That'll be like Luffy going on adventures with crewmates. Like they'll go, it'll be like a panel in like an epilogue or something and luffy went on an adventure with vivi and went on an adventure with yamato and uh oh uh, fuck Momos- uh, momonosuke you know like mm-hmm. like i'm sure i'm sure we'll get that but oh yeah he took Hoshi to see the trees like we'll see all that and like luffy's adventure post the story but this is this is the crew <laughs> let's talk about one of the most interesting cover stories of all time. Uh, it didn't start off that way, but it did take a turn. Uh, 
you have you have you have you seen 1063's cover i have like a pseudo spoiler i think so i'm gonna text it to you real quick and you tell me if yes or no and i'm down to talk about it because i didn't mind this being spoiled because a it's a cover story and it just kind of added to um uh uh Uh, just let me know if this is confirmed or if at least it's close. For those of you, for those of you listening, enjoy our sound of text messages. Uh, I don't. Let me see. I'm gonna pull it up. Not Katakuri, but he's he's over there raising hell. Basically, he is over there raising hell. Do you want me to tell you who he froze? Go for it. Cracker. Okay. Yeah, see, it, it looks like Cracker, and I'm can't tell i don't think that um i don't think that the mirror witch was frozen but oh brulee i don't think brulee is frozen i think she's weeping over cracker being frozen though you i i love they're, they're looking for pudding they don't know where pudding is i loved it because this is the literally the biggest wild card in one piece is a character that is this strong who I kind of like, and I've kind of talked myself in the last 24 hours when I when I saw this tweet and it was like, oh, this is what he did. I'm kind of okay if Kuzan really went like pirate status. And I'll explain why in a second. But mm-hmm. his presence as a admiral level character, so he's in in terms of real time characters, like he's in he's in top ten. Yeah. Um and depending on how you want to gauge his injuries, you know, define where you think him and Akainu stand now. Um, <laughs> excuse me. <clears throat> but him just showing up to places, it is just terrifying. It's like, what do you do with him? Like, he's not a Marine anymore, so it's not like he is tied to some compass, moral compass of, oh, like when he was a Marine, he was lazy, which is the only reason a lot of people survived. Like, him... Talk about the worst era to have lazy admirals. The Marines were like, <laughs> we need three really strong guys. We're going to keep pirates in check. Oh, this fucker's made of ice. Sign him up. He's, he's too lazy and he's sleeping on the job. Fuck. All right, get this. <laughs> he, he's made a light. Get him. He's he's just kind of here, sir. He doesn't do much. Fuck. All right, got to go full 180. Where's the fuck? Where, where's the psychopath, the crackhead? He's made of magma. Perfect. We got him. We got at least one who will attack pirates. The other two? No. And then they got Garp, and it's like, all right, well, fucking lazy asses. But, like, that saved a lot of people his kind of nature. That theoretically don't got to be his nature anymore because we've only seen him once. And while it was quick, I don't think he was avoiding no smoke with Doflamingo. And I think he wins that fight pretty handily. And to show up to Whole Cake, I understand no big mom, but Whole Cake is still not, like, an easy win for for normal people. Like, there's still... At the time of introduction, Cracker was our highest bounty. Wasn't he like at 900 million was like the highest we had at that point? Or like 800? Yeah. Cracker Cracker's nothing to sneeze at. He's just under a bill. Yeah. And so it's like you have these insane He's one of, he's one of the he's he's one of the top 4 members. Yeah. And, and so he's just fucking fucked. Yeah, he just he just ran he ran into just a bad matchup against Luffy. Um and so, 
but I, I was watching that and I was like, yeah, Okiji is kind of scary if you just get to send him out. If you're Blackbeard and you just get to be like, okay, I'll go deal with Hancock because he obviously views Hancock as a serious enough threat and, you know, her bounty reflects that. So he's like, all right, I'll go handle that personally. And out of everybody he sent to go places, like, who do I send a whole cake? Uh, well, I'm not sending Burgess. He's just going to lose. I'm not sending the doctor. He's dying. Uh, Shiryu, now we need someone to stay back at home. All right, Aokiji, all you. But I've actually started to like the idea the last 24 hours of Aokiji actually being, like, a pirate. And yeah. it, I it figure has... he's still, he's still, I like the idea of him being like being perceived as a pirate. So going after this territory is my, he's either going after Caesar or he's claiming big mom's territory for Blackbeard. Two very possible things. Mm-hmm. Um, or he's trying to like go after, get Germa tech, go after Caesar something. Yeah. I like the idea that he's still a member of Sword and he's undercover. And this is this is the red herring of us seeing him be a pirate who's working for Blackbeard. We're just waiting for the turn. You know? I I thought that for I was that was I was in that boat. We've talked about it a couple episodes on here. But then I thought to myself after the fight with a kind. I don't think it was like some immediate re- resignation. I don't think it was like a kind who punched him one last time. He fell down and was like, all right, I lost. By the way, fuck the Navy. I think he went back to headquarters or wherever they went because they both needed some substantial healing. And I, in my head, and this is my own, in my this is my theory, is that he talked to Garp because that's his mentor. Mm-hmm. Garp is also coming off of, this is very close to the war. And Garp is could be in this kind of depressive state of he's like, I I've thought my entire life the right thing to do was be a Marine, and I just watched my grandson get a fucking hole punctured to him. And I just watched my other grandson almost get punctured as well, and I have no idea if he's even alive. So Garp is in this really sad, fucked up state where he's like, and if they're talking about it, he's like, look, I've always thought this kind of justice, the same I assume Garp and Aokiji have the same level of justice. It's this kind of... It's lazy justice. Um, But they're both strong enough to enforce it. And he's like, I've always thought this. I've always lived my life by this. And now look where it's gotten me. My perceived son is a revolutionary and the most dangerous man, most wanted man in the world. My grandson's dead. My other grandson might be dead. Um, My one friend in here, which is Sengoku, we, you know because of positions they can't even like really relate to each other anymore. Sengoku has to go full absolute um, and just kind of regretting his life. And I'm curious if Aokiji, Aokiji seeing that and going, well, what if I do just make my own brand of justice, but I do it outside of the Navy. And he's also has, he's also had interactions with Luffy where I don't think anyone looks at Luffy and goes, Oh, this is just some dastardly evil pirate. He's just a pirate doing shit that he's not, legally supposed to do and i think some combination of that turns out kiji to go yeah fuck being a marine i can do whatever i want i'll work under a fl- i'll work under a big time flag because he probably doesn't want to take the time to go get because to actually get a crew would take effort and he still is a lazy person at heart 
So mm-hmm. he's like, fuck it. I'll fly under Blackbeard. And I can do what I can do what I want. And I can pick and choose who I deem good, bad, otherwise, and handle appropriately. Which is why when he runs into Smoker, it's like, yeah, I'm still me. Which means, as a pirate, I could be a pirate, but I look at you and I'm like, yeah, I don't think Smoker's a bad guy. And plus, he can't fuck with me, so you know, why am I going to fight him? Yeah. Versus if he goes to Whole Cake and he's like, oh yeah, now the big Bob Myers are kind of pieces of shit. And Cracker, from our one interaction with him, it's like, yeah, Cracker's kind of a piece of shit. Fuck him. Freeze, fucker. And I more and more have been of the mindset, I'm like, yeah, Okiji going like full pirate mode, I'm I'm kind of with. Yeah, I the more I think about it, I think he's there for Caesar. Could be. Because there why was he on Punk Hazard? He went to Punk Hazard for a reason. For the fight, Punk Hazard, or at the end, yeah, he saves um oh yeah, yeah, yeah. when he saves uh, he saves okay. smoker from do flamingo after caesar's and everyone's left mm-hmm. so what is what does blackbeard want with caesar that's the question isn't it blackbeard's a blackbeard is this is another thing anime people were, com- were bitching about on twitter and they were like uh it was uh because the big three are all technically active right now. Like, mm-hmm. Boruto's an extension, but it is technically active. Um, they were, like, they were rating, like, hey, who's got the best, like, protagonist, antagonist, story, world building on this other shit. And a lot of people said, like, antagonist-wise, like, Naruto is the best antagonist. And I love Madara as much as anybody. And I do think, I do think the combination of, like, pain, the line of pain, Obito, for the first part at least, Madara excuse me, and Orochimaru, I think, are a really strong quartet of antagonists. Um, Obviously, we have their flaws, but, like, first half Orochimaru and Madara's peak is about as good as you get with a villain in an anime. Mm-hmm. Blackbird doesn't look as cool as any of these people, and I don't know if I have him yet, Um, if I had uh, to rank them. Oh, I would hella put Blackbeard up there. No, he's he's up there. I just don't know if he's number one for me yet. Because like I said, Peak Madara was amazing. And Orochimaru first half gave me nightmares as a kid. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, those are like two really good just across the board villains. Um, I wouldn't even put, like, I like Madara. Nah, nah I put Madara on that list. Because that's the whole Uchiha rage. He was supposed to be the final boss. Literally had everything set up to be the final boss. All he had to do was eat the tree. And you could say that was one last power up because he got a percentage of kaguya in him and you just you and that's it you don't you don't actually need her you just take her tree you get a little bit stronger and then you fight them and then you know you call it a day but you know fuck what no, i know i refuse it's i know right like it's just but um the the blackbird has i think the problem with him right now when if i had to rank him in an antagonist list across the board is I just need to see the final play. But he has so much potential and possibilities in what his end game could look like. He could, and I don't think many things in One Piece can flop. I just think there's too much established and it's too good at the moment. Mm-hmm. But he theoretically, Blackbeard is the like most volatile. He could flop if his end game is not actually as cool as his setup has been. Or B, he could be the greatest antagonist ever. 
Like he has that kind of window because of everything that's been set up in this world, everything he's done, everything Oda's done. Like he has literally limitless possibilities. Um, no, I'm in the same boat. I'm like, I'm like, he could, he could a hundred percent be, I, I don't see how he's not good though. I, I, or not, uh, a really good villain. I, just the cunningness of how he manipulated the world into becoming an emperor. Oh, a thousand percent. No, he's already, like, he's it, already it, really To good. me, I was like, I was like, oh, like he doesn't even need hockey in my opinion. Uh, I like him with hockey though. I like him with hockey. Don't get me wrong. I think it it's fine. Um, But the idea that I was like, he doesn't need hockey. He literally just cheats the world. And I think that's really cool. The um like oh I can just stack fruits and be like it, it's such a good antithesis to Luffy of like the whole work hard to get stronger thing versus yeah you just you if you get the right hand both of them using the will of D to like go their their specific way mm-hmm. I don't know I think it's he's such a good antithesis for Luffy I'm like. Which is what you want in a villain. Like I, I don't know. Like Orochimaru's such a good an- antithesis for the third. You know, like I, I even like he's just a good antithesis for Jiraiya, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, That's why they both had to die. They just didn't yeah. tell us Orochimaru died. No, Orochimaru died a lot actually in the second yeah, half. He, he's Krillin. He just he started Krillin. <laughs> Trans icon Orochimaru, apparently. It's, yeah, that was a. I uh, the snake no, shit. I don't, was... even, I don't even give a shit that he's like. If, if he would technically be a trans character, I don't give a shit because you keep. Uh, oh, I I forget that he's. I'm like he I'm, I'm like I'm like Sasuke like Itachi de- dealing the final blow. To Orochimaru is perfect for me. That's. Mm-hmm. Even even that's a little much. You know what I mean? I'm like... No, he should have died. I Because I... They, they use that same technique to resurrect him. Uh, like, Sasuke does the same thing to resurrect him. I, I'm, like, I'm like, if Sasuke had been the one to just kill him, I'm like, I'm cool with it. He, oh, yeah. waited, he waited for him to be at his lowest. Move, it, move on. Yeah, no, the... the, the... The way that fight ended, if they just let Orochimaru slowly decay and die, I thought that would have been perfect because the third essentially took him out. Yeah. And then he was just waiting, he was just on this long clock to die. And I was like, you know, when he, yeah, it's fine. When he's at that point, when it's time to die, you know, die, fucker. Not slither out of 10 assholes. I'm like, I'm like, how cool would it have been if like all three of the Sonin had died? Oh, I I love the theoretical world of Tsunade actually dying after pain. Like I do right. like the idea of Kakashi being Hokage for a considerable a considerable amount of time, not I'm, just I'm cool with the Leaf Village not having a Hokage for until the war breaks out and they're like, we need a leader, and then they elect Kakashi, you know? Give me one second.
Sorry about that. Um, that's all good. No, nah, where do we where do we close up here? I know you guys got places to be. Um, what's our expectation for ten sixty three? Since we haven't technically seen it yet, give a quick. What are you hoping to see? Um, what are you hoping to see slash expecting to see in ten sixty three? I don't. I don't really know what I want to. What I want from it, you know, like to me, I'm like, oh, it's the start of a new arc. Um, so it's gonna be a little to me, I'm like, this is the start of a Nart or a one piece going on a sci fi adventure, you know, which hasn't been done yet uh, as a genre for an arc or mini arc or whatever, whatever you want to call it. And I'm like, I don't know, I don't know if I have any expectation. For the next chapter you know we're it's we're in the slowdown phase of one piece would you say that we're in the slowdown phase of one piece um no i don't think we're in the slowdown phase and that's only because i thought that it and this is just off these what six seven eight chapters now that there's been the quote-unquote final saga I thought we were going to get Otis pacing until the end. I thought that was just who that man was. Um, even as crazy as the shit is, like, I thought he would even take a long time. Like, he's given us this really big tree, and I thought even, like, peeling the tree, he would peel it slowly. He's ripping Band-Aids off fast as fuck. I don't think this is a long arc with Vegapunk. I think this is more like Zoe. Um, I don't think we're here very long. I think we're going to get, like, I think we get five of the six. What's the? Didn't they give them a name like the Vegapunk cyborgs? Ah, yeah, they did. Um, um, I forget they what they're are, called. They're the. What did Lucci call them? Satellites. Oh, just satellites. Oh, In other words, there. these six satellites are. This is what Kaku calls them, at least. I also, we don't have enough time for it, but I also kind of secretly think CP0 works for Vegapunk, but that's that'll be for next episode, if it's not revealed in 1063. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, the, I think we get five of the six satellites. I think there's one that's more important than the rest, and that one will probably be kept hidden from us. But then we get five of the six. Um, yeah, I figure we'll get more satellites in 1063. Yeah. Right no, now we no, got Lilith the Evil... We've had a mention of Shaka the Good. I like and... the off personalities. I think that's funny. Yeah, right. And who's uh who's this one? Is this Edison? No. Great Atlas. Format. We got Atlas. Atlas the Violent. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's been there with an Atlas the Violent before. Um, but no, so I, I think. For the entirety of this, or this little mini arc at least, is I think we'll get five of the six. Um, I think one is more directly important to Vegapunk, and that one will be kind of still kept until the time is needed. Um, mm. Oh, we didn't even get into the Zoro part. Oh, fuck. I, whatever. It's all good. Um, it's all right. I, I, it's, I, what, what the Zoro art part is then just Zoro could kill. Anybody. Zoro could kill any of you fuckers in a minute, but he wants Vegapunk. Like, he specifically called out Vegapunk. He's like, I want something. And that is 
I disagree with what Jake said in the group chat. There's like, oh, it takes away Zoro's interaction. I'm like, no, Zoro's always been like really smart. He just doesn't talk a lot. But he has to be smart because Luffy, for the most part, is airheadish, except in fights. Zoro, I, I stand by what I said. Zoro has a really good brain when it comes to picking up on what enemies say. And a lot of enemies have mentioned Vegapunk, mm-hmm. specifically Caesar. As, as an example um so and i think that's been his most direct piece with vegapunk was through caesar because he wasn't on i mean he's, he it was he got that with queen and he got that with um caesar so i i'm like i figure he the name keeps popping up and he's like all right we need to understand why these fucking awful people associate with this fool so i stand by i stand by why like i don't think it has anything to do with uh clones or whatever but i think it has to do with oh i love it, the is thing. this guy oh, the is, story. is this guy a enemy or not and so that's that's where i stand on the zoro thing no i get it um they said i just want more, i just i just want more of I think there is still potential for like a more pages of Zoro flashback slash character building because I know Zoro all Zoro's character building has just been through actions, which is he is if you break him down, he's just a cool anime character, but he's not exactly the deepest. And yeah. so I just I want a little bit more deep because I feel like all the other strats have had that deep moment. But problem with Zoro is most people most of the strats have gotten their deep moment through a quote unquote moment of weakness. And Zoro's real only moment of weakness was very early on in the series where he was worth about that much and he and Mihawk just stabbed him. And it was like, well, that's about as low on the ground as we get for you. Um, yeah. But, you know, I'm excited for 1063. I'm excited to see more Vegapunk satellites. I'm excited to see hopefully CP0 have a cool storyline that doesn't involve fighting. Um, a lot of good stuff to look forward to. Appreciate mm. everybody for checking out the episode. As always, at italkla 9080 at Shadow Riley, where there was a Matt Twitter sighting this week. Matt liked the tweet. I even take a fucking screenshot of it. Matt liked the tweet. Where the fuck is it? What uh, did I like? Matt liked... Where is this shit? Um, where the fuck is it? I fucking saw it. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I fucking I took I a know. fucking picture of it. Gosh, damn it, where the fuck? Um, um, man, I took I swear I took a picture of it. I fucking swear. Is this it? Oh, yeah, there we go. Are you there, Siri? It's me, Conan, iPad, iPro try i pray god is listening yeah i thought it was funny <laughs> I, saw, I saw one i was like got it um yeah uh at or no the brambleberry on instagram jake doesn't have a twitter because he's a decent human um you shadow really on twitter on instagram too right uh shadow riley five shadow riley five on, on instagram instagram Hard Found Network, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Go check us out. Appreciate everybody for listening, and we will catch you guys next week. We out. Peace out, dudes.